Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Sam takes the mail from you to the next station, don't he? Yeah. What's taking you so long about that horse? 
Hurry up there. Watch out for engines ahead. I'm watching all the time. Your horse is ready. That's the ticket. Well, I'm on my way. Get him off there, boy. The Pony Express rider was on his way again with important papers to be delivered to Silver Gulch. He gave his mount his head and urged him along at his greatest speed in an effort to break the record of another express rider, Bill Cody, later to be known as Buffalo Bill. Then from ambush, a shot rang across the plain. The pony express rider fell headlong from his horse while the animal continued down the trail alone. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, had made their camp along the route at a point several miles beyond the spot, where the express rider had been ambushed. As the riderless horse flashed past them, they ran out on the trail looking for some explanation. That pony rider horse. But where's the rider? Me not know. Maybe him fall off. The pony riders don't fall off their horses, Tonto. That's right. And that horse isn't running away. It's galloping right along the regular trail. Something's happened. Maybe. That's right. Here, Silver. What you do, huh? It's about eight miles to the station where the horses are chained. We're going back there, Tonto, and see what's happened to the pony rider. And that's... Good. When anyone interferes with a mail, it's something serious. You think someone do something? The only way to get a pony rider from his horse is to shoot him off. Yep. Come with me, Tonto. Tonto, ready. Come on, Silver. While the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode back to the spot where the express rider had been shot, our scene changes to the town of Silver Gulch. Like so many other towns of the surrounding country... Silver Gulch was situated at the bottom of a steep hill. On the hill itself were two homes, crudely built of logs. In one of the places lived Jim Flood and his wife. Our story continues as Jim says, I can't tell what to do, Ruth. It's the darnest thing I ever seen. Here I am with a fortune in gold right outside a house, and I can't get it. Jim, we waited long enough for that Eastern Company to buy out your claim. I don't reckon they ever aimed to buy it. I sort of figured from what the examiners said that it wouldn't be no question but what they'd buy us out. Same as they done with all the other good claims. I'd say we'd better sell your land to Harv Riggs and get what we can out in it. Come out back and take a look at the claim, Ruth. I've seen it a hundred times. But maybe we can figure out some way to get the ore out. Come on. <sighs> I get the tired climbing this hill, I... Don't know whatever possessed us to build our house here. Good timber, a swift stream, and being near my claim, that's what it was. Uh, here, let me help you, Ruth. You'll like to turn your ankle on this loose rock. Now I get along better alone. What's Harv Riggs' last offer? Just $150. Including the house? The whole works. House, land, and gold claim. Ain't much. Ain't nothing at all to what the claim is worth. The worst of it is, these rocks are so doggone loose. I send them sliding down on Riggs' place every time I stick a spade into the ground. And you can't get the pay dirt without spading. No. What's that paper Riggs has got from the law? Something called an injunction. What's it do? Just about ruins me, that's what. It keeps me from doing any digging here. Every time I dig, I send a shale down on Riggs' property. So he got this paper. Next time I dig, I go to jail. Here's Riggs coming up the hill now. Ornery rat. Hey, Blood! Hello, Riggs. Well, I just stepped outside your house by the rock to sleep past my place. Yeah? Sold over my proposition. Buy your place? Buy mine or sell me yours. Ain't no ways an even proposition. You offer 150 for mine and ask a 1000 for yours. That's the deal. And mine has gold on it. Well, can't get at that gold, though, can you? 
Thanks to you and your doggone legal papers, I can't. Jim, why can't you build a fence and keep the rock from sliding down? Sorry, ma'am, but that won't do. You build a dozen fences and it wouldn't do. It'd stop the sliding rock. Yeah, if only that paper don't make no mention of fences. It just says that you can't dig and that's all there is to it. Why, you ornery polecat, you're just trying to force me to accept your proposition. That's right. But look here, Reed. One fifty for my land's nothing at all. Why, them eastern mining men said it was worth at least $20,000. They ain't offered you that much, have they? Well, no. But they might. It takes time for the mails to get here. <laughs> you won't get no such offer. Like it's not that's fool's gold, anyhow. Ain't neither. Well, buy me out for a thousand. That's a good bargain if your place is worth 20000 All right, I will. thousand dollars cash money. But now, wait, Riggs. You know blame well I ain't no cash. Cash is what I'm after. I'd have it blamed soon if I could dig that land. The paper says you go to jail as soon as you start digging. Look here, Biggs. I'll make a deal with you. I'm listening. I'll pay two thousand dollars. That sounds good. But not cash money. I'll give you two thousand if you let me dig my land to get it. That ain't no deal. The law says you can't dig. But I could if you was to let me. I'll sign a paper pledging two thousand dollars to you, and you take have the judge take the paper back, call that injunction. Please. No. Your place ain't worth 500. What more do you want? <laughs> I know a good thing when I see you, Jim. Reckon I'd be a blame fool to let this chance go by. Sooner or later, you'll have to sell your land, won't you? Well, why? Sell it or starve. But I don't reckon anyone would buy it with me holding this injunction. You better sell to me while you got the chance. Because maybe when you want to sell, I won't be willing to go as high as a hundred and a half. Poor cat, that's what you are. You know just enough about the law to use it to your selfish ends. You're misjudging me, Jim. You're the one that's being selfish. You're like the dog in the manger. You can't use the land yourself, and you won't let no one else use it. Well, I can wait. I reckon you'll sell when you begin to get good and hungry. Several days went by. Jim Flood, unable to sell to the Eastern Syndicate and unwilling to sell to Riggs, began to feel the pinch of poverty. As our next scene opens, we see him in the Silver Glove Cafe and watch him as he approaches the bartender. If you just let me have a little more credit, Steve. I'd like to, Jim, but you already owe a sizable amount here. But it's grub I want. Little tank liquor. No, don't you see? A food costs money, Jim. I'm afraid your credit here has come wore out. You won't give me none, Steve? I reckon not. You ain't heard from that Eastern Company, have you? Uh, no, not yet. Well, I didn't figure you would. Riggs was talking about the fool's gold you thought was genuine. Riggs, that ornery. He says that you never would hear from that company. He says we'd be foolish to let you have more credit. We never will get our money. Riggs is trying to make me sell out to him. That's why he's saying them things. Well, maybe you better have sell out. For a hundred and fifty dollars? Oh, Steve, you know what my place is worth. Well, it ain't worth much if it's got fool's gold on it. Let me tell you something, Jim Flood. Yeah? If you don't sell out pretty quick, me and Sam over in the general store is going to have to go to law. I suppose that's Riggs' suggestion, too. Well, it's a good one. You owe us both considerable money. It's up to us to get it. We can force you to sell out if we have to. Pardon me. Oh, yeah. Uh, what'll it be, stranger? I have to overhear you two talking. I reckon we was talking a little too loud. Who is this man, Riggs? What? You want no fur. Who is he? 
He lives up on the hill away, just below my house. I've heard something about the situation on that hill. Your name is Flood, isn't it? That's right. What's your handle, stranger? Suppose you call me friend. Friend? Huh. Reckon that's one thing I ain't got right now. Flood, you'll sit over here at the corner table with me. I'll stake you to a meal. Thanks, stranger. It ain't so much that I'm hungry. It's the missus, my wife. She's home. When you go home, you'll take food to her, Flood. I ain't taking charity from no stranger. You're looking for word from the east, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Hey, a stranger. You sort of talk like an easterner. Is that where you're from? Fix up some food for Flood to take home when he goes. You'll be paid for it. Are you from the Eastern Mining Syndicate? Suppose we sit over here at this corner table and talk. <laughs> I, I don't know when food ever tasted better, stranger. Tell me more about this letter you've been looking for. Uh, uh, seeing as you ain't from the mining company, I reckon I ain't looking for no letter. Just what was it to be? Well, I reckon there ain't no use talking about it now. I sort of hoped I might get an offer from my land. I can't work it on account of its being on a hill. The stone falls down on Riggs' land. I heard about that. He has an injunction that prevents you from working your land. Yeah, that's right. He wants to buy your place from you. For $150. Huh. That ain't very much, but I expect I'll soon have to sell to him. Suppose the Eastern Company did buy the land. Shucks, they'd be able to rake up the cash and pay Riggs what he wants for his place and work the claim. But you can't pay the cash, huh? Gosh, no. I can't even raise the price of a square meal no more. How'd I ever get a thousand dollars? I'd like to see Harb Riggs. Oh, he'll be coming in here real soon, blowing off his mouth and bragging how he put a slick deal over on me. You just stick around, stranger, and you'll see him.
Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. continue our story. You will recall that in the first act of our Lone Ranger drama, Jim Flood found himself unable to work his mind or sell it because of the opposition of his neighbor. A letter to Flood from the Eastern Syndicate was stolen by Riggs before it reached its true destination. Riggs had also won an injunction prohibiting Flood working the claim on the grounds that loose rock endangered his property. At this point, the Lone Ranger took a hand in the affair by giving financial help to Jim Flood, the famous masked rider determined to bring Riggs to justice. That night, Tonto entered Riggs' home in search of the missing letter. In the meantime, Riggs had gone to call on Jim Flood. We hear him as he raps on the door of Jim's home. Evening, Jim. I figured you might want to talk to me tonight. Oh, you. Well, come in, Riggs. Come in. Heard you was having hard luck in town today. You knew I was going to have hard luck before I went there, Riggs. It's your talk that's had them shut off all my credit everywhere. Well, you can't blame a man for being a shrewd business dealer, can you, Flood? I'd almost sooner starve than sell out at your price. And so would I, Jim. Tell Riggs we ain't going to sell. I... No. No, I can't do it, Ruthie. I reckon we ain't no choice but to sell out to this pole cat and try and find new digging somewhere. When them vittles that man from the east brought us is gone, well, there won't be no more. No money to buy none with. And no credit. $150 is a lot of cash, Jim. Don't you take it, Jim. What'll we do when the 150 is gone? We won't have nothing then, not even this house in the clean. Ah, I reckon we can find something to do. We'll settle down in the valley. No, get to worry, Jim. I'll give you a job working for me. I'll make that part of the deal. I'll pay you 150 cash and give you a job. Now, that's fair enough, ain't it? Uh, I reckon so. I guess our dreams of being wealthy won't never be more than dreams, Jim. Some people just ain't cut out for wealth. That's the way to look at it, Mrs. Flood. Now, here, I got a paper all made out. Bill of sale, it's called. Let me see it. All I got to do is fill in the date. Need it for tomorrow, and you just sign it, and I'll hand over the money to you. Ah, I sure hate to do this. After all your hard years of prospecting, Jim, to finally strike this gold claim, and then have to sell out for $150. Never mind, Ruth. We never had the gold, so we won't miss it. What about that job, Riggs? I'll write it right here on this paper for you. I'll even specify just how much I'm to pay you. Don't be much. I'll vouch for that. It'll be a living wage. You needn't worry. Jim, look. What the? Take it easy. It's an outdoor, a masked man. Put down them guns, mister. I want you to come with me. What are you coming here, sir? What do you want? Who are you? You stay back, Riggs. It's Jim Flood I want. You can't do this. You can't take me. I ain't got nothing to say. Hurry, Flood. I'm waiting. Don't try to draw that gun. All right, mister. Showing good sense, Jim, and coming without a struggle. Riggs, Riggs, don't let him take Jim. Stop him somehow. Stop him. I don't know anything I could have done. He's captured Jim. He's run off with him. Is this more of your own scheming? There they go. Look, the outlaw's carrying Jim on that white horse. Man's sake, they'll break their necks riding down the hill at that speed. Ain't no use me going after him. But you can get to town, can't you? Hurry up and get the sheriff. 
There ain't no telling what'll happen to him. The Lone Ranger made Jim a captive, but he took him only far enough from his home to explain a daring plan to the miner. He gave Flood careful instructions before releasing him, then rejoined Tonto. Tonto, did you find the letter Harbrick stole? Tonto looked in house, not find letter. He wouldn't destroy the letter, Kimosabe, because he'd want to sell the mine to the company when he gets it from Jim. Must be hidden somewhere in his house. Tonto, not find. You searched the house? He not have much time. Search only part of house. He may have the letter in his pocket. We'll go ahead with our plans anyway. I think he'll produce the letter when the time comes. I'm not good. I told Jim Flood just what he's to do, and he's agreed to do it. Uh-huh. He's on his way to talk to his wife right now. And in a few minutes, I think we'll see them leaving the house. Come on, Ruth. We've got to get. Oh, I was that much afraid. What did that masked man want for... The rig's gone. Yeah, a long time ago, but you... Will... There ain't no time for talking. I can't explain things now. we got to travel downhill fast. Don't ask no questions. Just take things to wear and come on. But why? Landslide, that's why. I've been hearing rumblings on the hill. I ain't heard nothing. Your ears ain't sharp enough then. Now, come on, Ruth, and get some things together. It's too risky to stay here tonight. Jim Flood, have you took leave of your senses? No, here. Here, take these things. Where are we going? We're going to put up for the night at the hotel in town. You have gone loco. First, that masked man runs off with you. Then you come back shouting things about a landslide coming off tonight. And now, without a cent of cash money and no credit, you talk of going to the hotel. We got some money. Where did it come from? It was loaned us. Come on now, let's get going. The sooner we get to town, the better. The Lone Ranger and Tonto are outside Jim's home, waiting in the darkness, until the sound of falling stones told them of the departure of Flood and his wife. Then the masked man spoke. They're on the way downhill now, Tonto. Mm, that's good. I was afraid Jim wouldn't carry out his part of the plan. Him do it all right. Yes. Here they come. Get back to the side of the trail. We don't want Mrs. Flood to see us and ask a lot of questions. Maybe now. Tonto start uphill, huh? No, not just yet. Wait until they pass by. I still can't see what position you can leave the house tonight, Jim Flood. Ruth, some men can tell by feeling inside them when it's going to rain. Some can tell other things. But me... I could tell as the landslide do before morning, and I'm going to stay on this hill and get catched in it. Well, you can tell a blame sight more than I can. That's all I got to say. Now, tell him. He's turned up the hill. Get everything ready. Now, wait till Jim Flood gets to town before I ride in with the exciting news. Everyone will laugh at Flood when he tells them there's a landslide due. Maybe them laugh too soon. Yes, they'll be sorry that they laughed. <laughs> Where do you feel the landslide? In your bones, Jim? All right, Dad. That's a lot of you. Go on and laugh. Boys, he invites us to laugh. Free of charge. <laughs> it happens to Maddox Aqua Rainer, too. He gets a feeling when there'll be a landslide coming on. <laughs> hey, what's that? What's all that noise? Landslide! Hurry! Get off the ring, please! Huh? What did I tell you? What sort of trick is this? Come on, Sarge! It'll ruin the town if it's a bad one. It's a trouble with having a town where this one is. Wonder why Riggs don't 
I did. You might have warned him, Jim. You laughed like the same uh, all you men did. That is! Miss Day was right. Why'd he go there? Boys, we gotta rescue Harv Riggs. We gotta get to him somehow. Get your horses! Come on, Then the Silver Goats learned to their alarm that a landslide had actually started. Jim thought and his wife were safe, but it was feared that Riggs would be destroyed in his cabin. And so while Ross and Shale thundered into the valley, men fought their way upward to rescue him. His door faces the top of the hill, boys. Like has been jammed with Ross so he can't get out. Come on, boys. Keep your foot in. Thank you. Oh, 
that mess, man. How do you know he ain't the killer? Maybe he's just trying to frame me for what he done. We don't want him, Rick. We got you. Copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.